0: Today we're dealing with the issue of prophetic blessings, how to activate your prophetic blessings. Uh, we've talked about prophetic destiny. We talk about prophetic blessings, but there's a way. That the Bible clearly teaches about how to activate your prophetic blessings. How many of you want to be blessed? You know, when you talk of blessings, everyone loves to be blessed. Amen. Amen. And that is why if If you give a gift to somebody and he said may you be cursed. Amen. You will fight the one because blessings is something you must fight for and you must guide and you must protect. We must guide and we must protect. Amen. Number one, you want to be blessed? The prophetic blessings, the first prophetic blessings is found in Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For this is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in the Spirit. Say the poor in the spirit. The Bible is not saying blessed are the poor. There is something qualifying the poor. So, don't go about and say, well, when you are poor, you are blessed. It's not true. Somebody can be rich in life, but poor in the spirit. Someone also in life may not be all that economically rich, but rich in the spirit. And looking at, let's look at that scripture again. The Bible says what? Blessed are blessed. The word blessed. Past participle. Those of you who know English. Who read English. You are blessed. Blessed. Amen. So, when you follow this, when you follow this direction, you are going to be what? Blessed. Amen. I say, you are going to be what? And to be Poor in the spirit is humility to receive the things of God. You have the ability to humble yourself for the things of God. You believed in the word of God. What the word of God says. Don't drink. You say, I will not drink. Don't chase women. Say, I will not chase women. Don't worship idols. Say, I will not worship idols. Because the word of God says, don't become homosexual. Because the word of God hates it. I will not become homosexual. Don't fight. Because the word of God says, I should not fight. That is what it meant to be in spirit. Now, let's look those who think they are rich in the spirit. Very arrogant. They know it. Even when they are wrong and you try to correct them. Hey, you can't tell me what I should do with my life. It's my own life. It's my own life. If, if I'm smoking pot um, doesn't concern you. Amen. So they know and they want to live their lives according to their own details. But the poor in the spirit they bow down to the word of God. To the things of God. So it's not only coming to church but you must also believe the word of God and leave it. It's not that you hear it and you go back and you are the same. Blessed are those who are poor in the spirit. Because to them they don't know they want God to order their steps they want God to teach them and that is why it is not easy to lead people to Christ it takes humility to say I've accepted my sins I want to be born again Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins. It takes humility. And you must be the poor in the spirit. Say the poor in the spirit. The poor in the spirit. And once. You humble yourself for the word of God. You are blessed. Because you are on the road of blessings. You are a candidate of blessing. You have the potential to be blessed. Because you believe in what the word of God is saying. Life is such that you need to be instructed in life. And people who all the time think, oh, I can handle my own problems. I can handle my own issues. They always they they got it wrong. You need to be instructed. You need to be instructed. And the poor in the spirit It means they have humility to receive correction in the word of God. They have humility to receive instructions in life according to the word of God. They have the humility to live their life according to what God says. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. Look, it, no matter the academic ability of anyone, you may be a scholar, you may be a professor of uh, so-and-so, so, no matter what kind of your academic standing, if you don't have the fear of God, your academic uh, ability it's nothing. And the Bible is saying the fear of God. The first thing is to fear God. So if somebody says, oh, I've read so much, I'm a, I hold doctorate degree, i uh, a professor of so and so, and so I don't believe in God. I mean, I, I, all this God, God thing. His knowledge is foolish. It's foolishness. His knowledge is rubbish because the fear of God is the beginning of all knowledge. So with all your learning, with all that you know in life, whatever you want to become, let the fear of the Lord be your number one key. You're dealing with your fellow human beings. The fear of the Lord should be your premium in life. Turn to somebody and say, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. But fools despise wisdom and instructions. You know, the word of God is loaded with wisdom from high. It is higher than the wisdom that we find in books. Wisdom that we find in uh, uh, from academic institutions. The wisdom of God is so high. And it, it comes by the fear of the Lord. So Hallelujah. Verse 8, my son, hear the instructions of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. You see, instruction from parents is very important for you in life. God has given a responsibility to parent, to instruct. In life, we don't teach. We do what? We instruct you. You see, you don't teach someone to become a pilot. You you do what? You instruct. You don't teach somebody to become a driver. You do what? You instruct. So there are things you can only receive them through instruction. Sometimes you may be confused uh, between teaching and instruction. Instruction mostly come with practical ability. You cannot read how to. You get a book about how to drive a car and you you read the book and then you go and sit behind, somebody must sit by you and guide you. Half crotch, half brake. When you get to potholes, half crotch, half brake. You know, here you need first speed, second speed, third speed. Those of you who are now driving with automatic You're missing so many things. The rear rear drivers are those who know how to handle manuals. Who can use gears. Amen. Now everything is cheap. Now before you have to gauge that, I have to move the gear to second speed or third speed. This time it's automatic. Amen. But we're talking about instruction. The same way when it comes to piloting. After they've been taught from the books, somebody should sit by you and say, turn this knob. Move this gear. If you are taking off, hold on. With this gear and pull it. How to land all will come by instructions. And it takes humility. If you are not humble, amen. Somebody um, said, anytime a husband tries to teach the wife how to drive, There will be problems. Amen. So God wants to bless you. But he said, humble yourself. Receive my word. And don't try to behave like, oh, you know more than what the word of God is saying. And that's why this world is heading towers. I mean, all kinds of, I don't know, but we pray to God and we know God will help us. Now, immorality is in some places, a sister and a brother can marry. amen. Because of civil liberty has gone to a stream. A man and a man can marry. A woman and a woman can marry. And all these things, the word of God speaks against it. So, if if somebody says, oh, I'm civilized. Civilization should make you wiser, not to destroy your life. And son, I hear people in a civilized place they allow it. Who told you? Amen. Hallelujah. It because when men think they know better than God. They are not prepared to submit to the word of God. In fact, now, they said even when you you say sin, uh, you are intimidating somebody. It is hate speech to preach against sin. So how should we describe sin? Wrongdoing or what? In some places you can't say adoratory. Homosexuality. You can't mention it. I once preached in Germany and and there was a white guy there. He got up. He walked away and he was very angry. Your pastor cannot preach like that. And I told him, you cannot tell me what I should preach. You see, if we are not careful... The few corrupt mind will rule the world and destroy the world for us. You are parents, you are there and your son will come with a bearded man and say, Daddy, I have found a wife. Who is your wife? This one. Say God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Hallelujah. Yes. And all these things it brings curses. The opposite of blessing is what? Curse. So if the Bible says bless are the poor in the spirit. In other words, cursed is those who think they are rich in the spirit. Hallelujah. Don't depart from the will of the Lord. So instructions. Instructions are very In verse 9, for there shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. The fear of the Lord, if you walked according to the word of God, it is like ornament. You know, women love ornament. Always when they dress and they don't put something around you, it seems like it's not complete. Something is missing. It's only men occasionally a man will not but a woman cannot go out and sometimes without earring. she feels empty. Amen. Hallelujah. So bless. So we should teach our children this. Let them know that they are blessed. Now, verse 9, sorry, verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. The Bible says, if you are enticed, if people try to confuse you about your Christianity, about your your way of life, suddenly you are a young girl, you are not married, you are living clean according to the word of God and somebody comes, oh, but a, a nice girl like why you don't have a boyfriend? Why, why? I, 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 that's nothing wrong. I mean, would sin, I mean, uh, sex is not sin, it's, it's pleasure, it's enjoyment. It's something that God gave us to enjoy. The Bible say, consent not. Consent not. Hallelujah. For you are blessed. Blessed are the poor in the spirit. For this is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom comes with blessings. That's so much before even we go to heaven, God has loaded. His children with a lot of blessings. And these blessings will come when we follow the word of God. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number two Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. You know, the Bible said, Blessed, that means those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Now, listen, the Bible is not talking about mourning as maybe grieving. But we have what we call grieving in the spirit. Grieving in the spirit. It's not that uh, because you've lost your mother and your father and you are mourning or you you lost your husband and you are mourning. But it's got to do your view about the things of God. Sometimes People do things and as a child of God you get you, 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 you get so worried about it. You look at the attitude of life and you mourn. You mourn for people who don't know Christ. Hallelujah. Some of us we don't care. Friends And relatives are dying and going to hell, But we don't care. God wants us to reach them. In fact, if you are a Christian and you don't do evangelism, you don't preach to people, you don't moan about the situation, it means you don't care. You see homosexuals, you don't care. You see wrongdoings, you don't care. But the Bible said those who will mourn and so through prayer they will pray. That is godly mourning. They will fast and pray. That is godly grieving. For God to change the system. For God to bring a change in the lives of the ideal ones. How many of you have been fasting and praying for the convention of your people, your friends, even your husbands? Amen. Years ago, I went to London and there was a man who used to smoke. The man was a chain smoker. One day, he would smoke about four packets of cigarette. And doctors had warned this man. Doctors had warned this man to stop smoking as something would happen to him. And the man could not stop smoking. And the man could not stop smoking. And the wife was worried. This man had massive heart attack. Spent almost about three months at the hospital. When he came back, oh, I two six will not do anything. Oh, four sticks a day. I used to smoke four, but now I'm doing four sticks a day. And the wife fasted and prayed. And I remember this woman came to me. He brought the sheep of a ma- the man to me. That He wants me to pray, and she believes if I pray, God will deliver the husband. So I prayed over it. We agreed in faith and prayed over it. He took the shirt to the husband. When the husband put on the shirt, he coughed and coughed and coughed and, and vomited. And that was the end. So I was invited into their house. And the man looked at me and said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's a joy. You see people in chains. What do you do? You have to go before God and mourn for them. You see friends that loved ones who are heading towards hell. You need to pray. And more. Talk to them. Lead them to Christ. It's, it's very vital. I don't know whether my friend Kelly is here. Kelly, is Kelly here? I invited a young man. And I hope you'll be here. Amen. Yesterday I went to the barbering shop and here was a young man. The things that he believes and the things he was into rate. For some reason I will not mention them. i have to talk to him, talk to him. Eventually I say, give your life to Christ. He said, And though some of the people at the barbering shop said, hey, we tell you she also for a hand said, eventually, I prayed for him. He was crying. He promised to come here. We have to mourn. And you'll be comforted. And Once you are doing that, the master We bless you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. We must be the measurement of the world's conscience, not the other way around. Our attitude must measure the conscience of the world. Not the other way around. Because Paul says something. Let's look at First Timothy four, two. First Timothy. lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience sealed with a hot iron. You know, Paul was telling Timothy that there are some people, their conscience is sealed with hot iron. So there's nothing like sin. Fornication is nothing to them. Stealing is nothing to them. armed robbery is nothing to it, it, to them, it's an eye nice job. Amen. When your conscience is sealed, you've gotten to a place, sin becomes a pleasure. Sin becomes a leisure. Sin becomes a hobby. It's one of those things you enjoy doing it. I met a young man who'd been smoking India since he was thirteen years. And I was asking him, so how do you feel? Said, oh, it's it's nothing. <laughs> to me, it's just like eating a candy, uh, just like toffee. Hallelujah. Say may the Lord help us. May the Lord deliver us. So we have to preach to the world. And it's so doing you more. You talk to them about the word of life. How God feels about some of these things so that things will not become normal. I met a woman who had been with a man for 27 years and they were still fighting about going to see their parents. So, I asked the woman how possible And every year, she would say, next year, next year, next year. Now they have five children. I said, you got used to it. Because anything you tolerate, you will fight against it. When you don't tolerate sin, sin will become normal to you. If you don't tolerate bribery, To you, bribery will become your enemy. But when you tolerate it, you get used in taking bribe. May God help us. Put your hands together for the Lord. Number three. We're looking at the blessings number three. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Mighty 5 5. Blessed are the meek. The meek people shall be blessed. To be honest with you, The word of God says, humble yourself before the Lord, and He will what? Lift you up. You may have potentials. You may be the best in the system. But if you are not meek, doors will be closed to you. It is a blessing for you. To show meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Some of us, we take meekness to be weakness. It's not all the battles you have to fight. It's not all the issues you have to reply. It doesn't mean that you are weak. Or you don't have ammunitions to fight them. But you are walking with a principle that the Lord loves those who are meek. Even unbelievers that are meek, God loves them. I met a young man who once went to the military and he was one of the best cadets. Everything, number one. But a few days for them to be passed out, he was dismissed. And as I listened to his story, because he tried to correct his commander about something. And those who have been in military, they they will tell you, Truly, what what he was saying was true. But for you to walk into your commander's room and talk to him and say, Commander, I think this thing you did is a mistake. What you... And the commander said, oh, yeah, it's a mistake. And the commander turned his back to him. And I don't know what that means in military terms. If your commander turns his back to you and start talking to you. He was the best. The next thing he received a letter. Park and If I, even if you are correcting somebody, you have to do it in meekness. Hallelujah. It does not pay to behave like you are so powerful. Let's read Psalm 54 verse 4. And in thy majesty ride prosperously. Let me take it again. Psalm 54 verse 4. In thy majesty write prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness and thy right hand shall take thee Terrible things. If you walk in meekness, God will teach you terrible things. Marvelous things. People who are meek, they will know marvelous things from God. But those who think they know, Amen. There there was a ship that was sunk. Amen. Who knows that ship? I think everybody knows about Titanic. The man that built the ship the day they were bound to sail, he was interviewed by journalists. I said, how strong? Because it was the largest ship ever built. How strong is the ship? He said, oh, God even cannot sink it. The maiden voyage of the ship, over 600 people perished. He said, God even cannot Amen. Meekness. Turn to somebody and say, be meek and you'll be blessed. Be meek and be blessed. Two ladies walked to office to follow up with the application. And when they got there, one of them he will see this and start commenting. Hey, oh, hey, hey. And the boss just walked in. Meanwhile, the other one sat patiently. And this lady has gotten up at the reception and commenting. Then he saw the picture of the boss. He didn't know he was the boss. Hey, this man. Hey, this man. they were calling. As soon as they walked in, they asked you, we don't need you. Go. Meekness can open doors for you. It will bring blessings. So if you are meek, you know, there are some of you, amen. Just leave it. are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. May you inherit the earth. Hallelujah. Sometimes try to overlook fault. Try to overlook things. Let things go. Let bargain be bargain. Because it's God's principle. It's God's principle. Second Corinthians. Sorry, first Corinthians chapter 4 verse 21. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 21. What will he? Shall I come unto you with a rod? Or in love? And in the spirit. meekness. Even if you want to, Paul was telling the church of Corinth because something terrible had happened there. To a stand, a young man in the church has taken his stepmother from the father, and the father was crying in the church. And Paul wrote them, he said, are you not ashamed that in the church, certain things can even go on. And here Paul was saying, should I come with a rod? And he said, if I come with a rod or love, I will do it in the spirit of what? Meekness. Spirit of meekness. Second Corinthians ten, verse one. Now, I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence I, I am best among you, but being absent, I'm bold towards you. You know, Paul is saying that if I'm, I'm absent, I'm very, very strong. I write strong words. But when I come before you, very meek. We need to be meek. Show with meekness, you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. In other words, curse are those who are not meek in the spirit. If you are not meek, Hallelujah. Galatians five twenty three. Meekness temperance against such, there is no law. The Bible is saying if you walk in meekness, no law can work against you. If you will walk in meekness, no law can overthrow you. No law can destroy you. Your blessings will be established. Put your hands together for the Lord. Meekness. And so when you are wrong and you are being corrected, receive it with a spirit of what? Meekness. People don't always walk out with a hinty eye. You know what? Pride. When they are wrong, they walk into a deeper mistake. A deeper mistake. I've seen it among pastors. And sometimes they will go say yes, they come back. We had our pastors meeting um, Wednesday to Friday. One of them were, were here. Is here crying? I said I don't have time to meet him now. Meekness. Sometimes you have issue. Please. The spirit of meekness is required. Whether you are a boss, deal with your workers with a spirit of what? meekness. It was the nature of Jesus. Not that he's the boss and then he starts throwing. He starts beating them. He starts kicking them. Deal with people with a spirit of what? Meekness. Spirit of meekness. The other day there was one of our elders here, he had an issue with a wife, and I had traveled. And when I came, I, this was years ago, I tried to call him. And then he told somebody, i uh, if, if, if Bishop likes, he can, he can take my wife and add to his own. I think beginning this year, it was Apostle Kwame who brought him. After so many years, now everywhere I go, they say I should go and 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 apologize to my bishop. Even how many years now? Seventeen years. It has affected my business. It has affected my life. I meekness. You see, don't joke with this word meekness. Don't joke with this word meekness. It's very important. Galatians 6 1. Brethren. If a man be overtaken in fault, he which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. God is saying, even if we are correcting people, we should do it with the spirit of what? Meekness. Spirit of me- You know, so... You may be a husband or a wife. You have issues. But handle it with meekness. Meekness will let you know that you also, you are a human being. You can make mistakes. You are not God. That is the that essence of meekness. That you can make mistakes as a human being. So you come to the level. Come low and deal with the issues. Amen. Say meekness. Blessed are those. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the end. Now, the last scripture. First Timothy 6, 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. God wants you to follow meekness. God wants you to follow meekness. God wanted to follow meekness. Now the last scripture here, Second Timothy 2:25, that I'm done. In meekness. Instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, there are people who contradict scriptures. You tell them what the Bible was saying. The other day, I was talking to a young man um, who had become a homosexual. And he was telling me, uh, the homosexual thing, uh, you are born with it. Amen. So once you are born with it and you feel it, it is it's God who gave it to you. And that is an error. That is a kind of teaching that you are a lady and, and you don't feel attracted to a man, then you are, you are born as a lesbian. That's foolishness. So I asked him a question. I said, do you know cletomania? He had not even heard that word. He said, no. I said, if someone is a cletomania, he loves stealing unnecessary things. So, should we pass a law that because people feel that way, we should allow them to steal. He said, oh, no, no, that, that one, that will be criminal. I said, you have answered your own question." But the same way they also feel. Amen. I know this lady, he used to be a hostess. Very pretty lady. But she was a clitomania. She comes to, I mean, she visits her friends and panties online that they have washed online. She would just pick them. She could buy dozens. I just feel like stealing. She used to have a boyfriend, a very rich man. He goes there, everything, ring, this, everything. It was this place. We deliver her. Now, thank God she's married. So It's it's not like that. But the Bible is saying if you find people in such state, use what? Meekness. Sometimes the way we also carry ourselves. Hey, this is a sin. Hey, this is this. This. No. But with the spirit of what? Meekness. We should correct them. And Paul is saying, let's read it again. So when you are preaching to somebody and he's he's opposing you, the tool you need to use is what the spirit of is that in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God per adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So that they will acknowledge the truth. Acknowledging the truth. You use what? Meekness. Meekness is a tool that can be used to correct those who oppose the scriptures. May God give you understanding. This is the first part. We'll continue on. Lift up your hands. Father, we pray for your people. We pray that we walk in the spirit. Walk as the poor in the spirit. So as we can gain the kingdom of heaven. Lead us according to your way bless us never before in Jesus name Amen Now if anyone here want to give his or her life to Christ, I told you that when you are coming to church, don't come alone Enion You want to give your life to Jesus. Kadi mech. What language do you speak? Do you speak English? Huh? Tree. Okay. Okay. Lift up mammals as well. Kedimachi. Anadei. Majimi disser. Yesu Christo. Oh yeah. Erati. Me born in Tinobiwi to me funa semura or oh, another one is also coming okay let us start over again any me gimme this yes christo oye randing me born in now be we to me funa semura and me cry jesus Amen. Father, we pray lifting them before you that you write their names in the book of life. I pray that Lord, you sanctify them and cause your face to shine upon them. Bless them in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray. Amen. Amen. Follow this. Follow. And you and you and you